This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter one, and we have reached the point where we are in the creation account and the creation account of man. And this morning, we're going to go through this. I'm going to have to jump over and make some ex- and explain some things because what you have in, in Genesis chapter one is God Elohim or God the Father creating. But in, in Genesis chapter, in Genesis chapter two, you have Jehovah God or the Lord God coming and forming and intimately being involved in the process of setting man on the earth and being being in the middle of it. And you go, what's the difference? Elohim is the common name for God, and it, it refers to God the Father. He's the one who speaks the universe into existence in chapter, in chapter 1, verse 1. And uh, God the Father is the one who is the primary actor in most of, in almost all of Genesis chapter 1. You see the Holy Spirit, and you're about to see Jesus here. But the Lord God is Jesus himself. And they're not separate. They're not two different gods, although they're two different persons in the Godhead. They're one God, God in three persons. And as we're dealing with that, I want you to be able to see that and uh, us be able to look at it and understand it and and deal with it in such a way that, that it's easy to deal with. It's, it's something that we can just understand and, and deal with. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he says, then he, Then God said, uh, that is, that's Elohim, the father. Then God said, let us make man in our image. And that word for uh, make man in our image is plural. And uh, we understand today and us, let us make man in our image. We understand that is God, the father, a willing that the Holy Spirit and that Jesus, the son, make man according to our image. And those are those are pretty cool words there. The word for make there is the word asaw, and it means to fashion. It means to mold. It means to to create. It's the word he's been using to make everything before. It is not bara. It is to form from what was already there. And and so he says, let us make man in our image. And the word for image is salem. And that that word is is to is in our resemblance. Now you go. What, why are you telling me this? Because there's an important idea that you got to get out of this, and you got to understand. The Father is Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is Spirit. The Father's unapproachable light, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit does not take on physical form. So when it says make us in our make man in our image. According to our likeness, notice he's saying according to our likeness, which means he says must make man 
in our image and according to our likeness. It can't be the physical appearance. And we being physical creatures, that's what we always think. We always go to the physical. We always go to the flesh. We always go to the things that uh, seem to be just right on the right on the edge of our physical nature and the physical world that we live in. We just immediately, boom. When we think of things, we in, always think of it in the physical because we've been living in the physical for all our lives. And so we think when we read this that somehow we look like God the Father. That's not what he's saying. One of the words I like to use to that kind of takes you away from image and likeness in the sense of the physical is in our essence, the way we exist. And uh, one of the, and the second word here for that, demut, which is uh, the word for likeness there, it is the similitude, or it means it, it means that we're in his likeness or his similitude, which means we're similar to him in the way we exist. We're we're like him in the way that we're we exist on the earth. And so what does that mean? It can't be physical. It can't be that we're like God physically. And it doesn't mean that God, that God himself, the Father, the Holy Spirit, especially, because remember, Jesus took on the form of a man. And so that's why we think about it that way. But it has to be in his nature or his form. And how does God actually exist in nature and form? He exists as a tripart being. What do you mean by that? He's a being with three parts, three persons, three, three, three aspects to who he is that make up the single singleness of God. And you say, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, you have God the Father, who is the will of God the Son, who is the physical manifestation of God, or God in creation, or God's existence in a way that anything that's not God or, or anything that's that's made by Him can see Him, and then you've got God the Holy Spirit, which is the power and the and the omnipotence and uh, omniscience and omnipresence of God. And so, when you've got those three persons together, they're in three parts. They're in three three persons. And I've had so many people when I was growing up, especially you don't hear it as much from preachers today. And I'm very thankful for that. That you're just not going to understand the Trinity, and so don't even worry about trying to understand the Trinity. Nowadays, we've gotten to the place where people don't. I've not heard pastors say that as much anymore. Obviously, in Genesis chapter one, and especially in Genesis chapter two, in verse seven, you have God clearly indicating that he wants us to know what his likeness is and what his image is and how he exists and how he is the essence of his life. Because he says he's made us as a image or a likeness or a similitude of who he is. We're similar to who he is. And uh, that doesn't mean that we're God, and that doesn't mean we're, that we're, we're divine. But what that does mean is that when creation looks at us, there's something very similar about us to that which is God. And what is that? We're a triport being. In verse 26, he says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Now, notice there's a similarity there in that he's giving us dominion over those things, and he's given us dominion over creation, just like he has dominion over creation. And so God created man in his own image. God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. 
male and female, he created them. Now I want to come back and deal with male, female down the, tomorrow. And I want to deal with, with the way God meant said it. But in Genesis chapter two, verse seven, you see the Lord God. And I brought this up earlier. You see that the Lord God, when God, the father said, let us make man in our own image, the Lord God came and did it. And he did it in verse seven. And he shows us how he did it. He shows us what he was doing. It says in verse seven, and the Lord God, and remember that word for Lord is different from Elohim. Elohim points to the father. This is the son. And if you go all the way up to verse one of chapter two, it says, then the heavens and the earth and the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. Then God blessed it, verse three. This is, and then it starts again. This is the history of the heavens, which means he's given us a reaccount, but now he's going to bring in another player on the stage, another actor on the stage, and that is the Lord God. So we have in chapter one, the father willing all these things to be, and now the Lord God is going to be intimately involved in what God has created. And it says in chapter two, verse seven, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Now he's now in, in chapter one, it just said, let us make man in our own image, our own likeness. And when that has happened, and he said, and let us make, have them have dominion. So God created man in his own image, but it didn't tell us how he did it. Chapter two is the Lord God or Jesus himself coming and forming man actually physically in God's creation. It's God coming down into his creation and being intimately involved. And the first thing that God is intimately, and when I say intimately, he's right there in the midst of creation, physically doing it, is in chapter 2, verse 7. And that is where God created or made or formed or fashioned man in his image. And how did he do it? He first formed him out of the dust of the ground. And the dust is the physical. The dust is the dirt. It's the mire out there. He formed our physical being out of the dust of the ground. Okay. So what is that as far as the God? If we're saying we're in his image and his likeness, how is that in the image and likeness of God? Well, very easy. It means that we have an aspect. Our physical aspect has something to do or has a similitude with who, who the Godhead is, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that's Jesus. Our bodies are the physical representation of ourselves. Our bodies are the physical aspect of who we are. And who is the physical representation of the Father? That's Jesus. Jesus is a physical representation of the Father. And then <clears throat> he says, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. It says he, he breathed in, and the word for there is napah. And that is the Old Testament word for wind or breath or spirit. And so he breathed into him the spirit of life. And so <clears throat> what aspect of the Godhead are we similar to in that we have a spirit breathed into us? A, a, now notice, a, notice a actual spirit is breathed into us. He breathed into us the nostril, into our nostrils, the breath of life. That's the Holy Spirit. So we have a spirit that lives, that is inside of us, that is that was breathed into us. That's the way God originally made Adam and Eve in the garden. They were made with, with a body from the dust of the ground, with a spirit from the breath of God himself, 
And then he says, and then man became. And I think that is, I think that is wonderful. He says, and that's the word for that's the word that is hey or ha. It's really hey. That's the way it's pronounced in the Hebrew. And it what it means is it, it's the word for we actually became life. We had a life that is of our own or a a personhood of our own. We became a living creature or a living being. By the way, same word we used was used earlier about the sea creatures and about the creatures that walk the land. We became a living being or a living soul. And so that's the third aspect of the Godhead that we're like. And what is our living soul like in the New Testament? That word for soul that is tied directly to this idea in the Old Testament of us having a soul. That is those there's two words that are used to to describe us as a soul, and they are cardia and suko or suki. And those words mean the, the cardia is our passion or our emotion or our heart. And our suko is our mind and our, our thought and who we are there. And our heart and our mind, our passion and our intellect come together and make a soul that makes us who we are. And so when you read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and you see the Lord God forming man the way the Father said he wanted us to be formed. And how did the Father say in verse chapter 1, verse 26? He said he wanted us to be formed in the image of God. Let us make man in our own image, in our own, in our own likeness or similitude, let us make him. So you can easily see that what God is doing there is that he is making us in the image or the likeness of himself. And he is doing that not in that we look like God, but he's doing that in that we exist in the in a way that's that is a similitude of who God is. God is a tripart being. God has three parts to who he is, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and we have three parts to ourselves. We have the soul that's like the Father, the body that's like the Son, and the and a spirit that's like the Holy Spirit. Now that's very important and it's the very it's the very essence of how we understand God's work to be, because in in a, in but next week we're going to be dealing with man in the garden and how uh, man fell and the things that happened in the Garden of Eden, which set in course all the events of human history after that. And so, understanding that man is a tripart being, what does that mean? Man's made in the image of God. He's made in the likeness of God. Understanding that we we exist in that way. And that makes us able to have a relationship with God that is unique and different and set apart from the other created beings. They don't have the relationship that they have. They don't have the ability to have dominion and authority like we do because, because when they see us, they see a being that is similar or God. Now, that doesn't mean, I'm going to say it again, that does not mean that we're gods. What that, mean, what that means is that God created us to be over his creation and to be that which creation could look at to see him. And then the, he culminates that when Jesus comes, because Jesus is literally God in the flesh. He's God. He's God, not only one with the Father and one with the Holy Spirit, but he's God in the flesh as a man. And so we can literally see God himself similar like us, 
and yet God himself. And understanding that, seeing that, knowing that, you begin to understand the work of God in his creation. You begin to understand what God is actually doing. What is he doing? He's reformed everything. He's made things back the way they ought to be after what happened in Genesis 1, chapter 2. And he has set up a creature or a being. He's created a being that is going to be over all of his creation and is going to be the picture of him. Now, that being's going to fall, and God's going to be able to prove that he can take that he can take that which is dead and make it alive again. I love when you read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and you see what the way he did it. He formed him out of the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into him. He breathed into him that spirit, and, and that spirit was breathed into the nostrils, and it's called the breath of life. And if you'll remember Sunday morning when we were talking about that, Jesus said, I am, I am light. And I am life, and and he was the light and the life of men. And so right here, that God is stepping in to his creation and providing life and providing the essence of his own life, and he's making the essence of his own life into man. And so man was created to, we were created to be the similitude of God, similar to being his likeness and his image, so that we could understand who he actually is. We can identify with him. We have the ability to have intimate relationship with God because we are like him. And if you've gone through the Revelation study with us, that in creation, when we're in heaven, the angels, they sing about God. The living beings are the living creatures that God has made. They sing about God. But when man sings, he sings directly to God in the first person. And the reason we sing directly to God in the first person is because we are made similar to him. We are made in his likeness. We are made like he is. And and so we have the ability to have intimate relationship with him. Why? Because sure, we're formed out of the dust of the ground. And Jesus is the physical manifestation of God, similar to that. And then he breathes into us that life that John talks about. In First John and in John chapter 1, that Jesus was the light and the life of men. It was Jesus was God interjecting himself, his light and his life into the world. And so when he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, or any breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, he interjected his own very life into the creation that he made. And he did that through his created being, Adam. And then Man became a living being or a living soul, and we became very unique unto ourselves, just like the Father has his own unique will, just the Son has his own unique will, just the Holy Spirit has his own unique will, and all those wills are submitted to the Father's wills. So also man has his own unique will, and that own unique will is in his soul. And I hope this is, it's been, I've been jumping around this morning, been explaining things in a quick and trying to tie all these things together. I hope it made sense to you. If you have any questions, you feel free to ask me or, or seek me out and try to figure this out because it is the essence of how things were began. I love the creation account, how God made all the things. He made the sun and the stars, the sky, how he made the creatures in the water and the creatures on the ground. But ultimately, the pinnacle of God's creation is God creating man in his image and in his likeness, similar to him. And, uh, and understanding that, knowing that, it puts us in a position where it puts us in a position where we can know God intimately and understand 
that God has a very unique and powerful plan for his creation, and especially for man as the one he placed in dominion and power over that creation. And we have a purpose and a meaning in God's plan, and we glorify him or we make him known because we are made in his image and his likeness. And I hope that was in such a way that, that you'll get it. If you don't, just go back over it and let's talk about it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.